0: weirdos let's get down to business
1: yeah we were like let's do a quick intro let's get to it as quick as possible because i love this episode
0: yeah it's a good one
1: come see us uh we made it weird live on october 18th at largo
0: oh this is the first i'm hearing of it that's, no, not, that's true. not true
1: october 18th it's going to be uh, us with natasha Legero and moshe okay, kasher
0: i didn't know that they yeah were confirmed. to do it yeah double
1: double date We Made It Weird, Endless Honeymoon, Double Pod.
0: We've had, that's the full official title. And we've had like quite a few listeners ask for this specifically to happen. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, tickets at Largo-LA.com. Also, October 7th, I'll be doing my stand-up show there. Val's always there for that, but sitting in the wings, a-checklin'. And that's always the highlight of my month. October 7th is the live stand-up one. Also, if you like this podcast, boy, I hope you do if you're listening to it. Uh, be kind to yourself only listen to podcasts you like Um, try try a Pete's pick a Pete and Val's pick Mm. as you know we're huge 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 believers in talk therapy so I'm so excited that talk space is one of our newest Pete's picks I know there are stigmas and fears that keep people from seeking mental health uh, it's the fear of opening up to a stranger or maybe if you're like me, the the knowing that your your family may never understand that.
2: Mm. <laughs> they
1: still kind of deal with that to this day. But meeting with a therapist to work on your mental health, I'm telling you, is just as normal and just as helpful as going to the dentist or hiring a personal trainer to work on your physical health. And the positive impact can be just as life changing. And TalkSpace makes it possible to speak with a licensed therapist right from your phone, your tablet, or your computer. And unlike traditional therapy, you can message your therapist anytime via text video, or voice, it's 100% secure and absolutely stigma-free the way therapy should be. So I love that Talkspace makes it easy to connect with a ther- therapist privately and that you can message them whenever you need to. In my case, you don't have to drive an hour and 15 minutes to see Dr. Gary Penn. You can do it from the ease and comfort of your device. So it's all the benefits of therapy without the hassle of setting appointments when wasting, uh, waiting a week. or or more between conversations. If you've always wondered about therapy but aren't sure where to start, you need to check out Talkspace. Uh, Whether you're struggling with anxiety, depression, self-doubt, in my case, I started seeing a therapist because I was going through a particularly hard and traumatic breakup. Talkspace gives you access to the help you need to move forward. Facing those obstacles isn't easy and you don't win a prize for doing it alone. So get some professional help. It's not weird, it's not weak, it's smart. Because sure, your friend might know a thing or two about electricity, but would you let him rewire your house? No, you need a professional. So don't leave your mental health to chance or to an amateur uh, amateur advice of well-meaning friends and family. Talk nice, to someone.
2: Us. That
1: is true. <laughs> Talk to someone who's trained to help you make lasting progress. So join Talkspace today and start moving forward with a single message. Go to talkspace.com and get a hundred dollars off your first month when you use promo code. Weird. At sign up. There it is. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com. Promo code. Weird. Thank you, Talkspace, for being a Pete's pick. Another wonderful Pete's Peck that I am about to use because I am about to exercise after this are the most comfortable custom fit earbud earphones that I have ever had in my life. We are talking about Ultimate Ears Fits, true wireless custom fit earbuds from Ultimate Ears I, I know that we rely so much on our tech. For me, I'm jumping from my phone to my desktop to my laptop. And I, it's it's easy to forget the hardware that we are born with, which is our ear. Same as our fingerprints, no two are exactly alike. That's why your earbuds probably cause you some discomfort or even physical pain after you wear them for a while. And the Ultimate Ears Fits, true wireless custom-fit earbuds from Ultimate Ears, are here to change that. These are molded to your ear. You don't have to go in for a fancy appointment in Beverly Hills to have some sound technician do this. You take them out of the box, you put them sort of amorphously in your ear, and a purple light, a patented technology, heats them up. You can watch it in the mirror if you're like me. Heats them up, and they fill into the shape of your ear. You can watch them gently warm up as the light hardens them to the shape of your ear. They fit fantastic. They sound amazing. I listen to music while I'm working and while I'm working out. They stay in place. Uh, They are wonderful, wonderful, great quality, quality, quality earbuds. Ultimate Fits, uh, Ultimate Ears Fits are the world's most comfortable earbuds. Premium sound, all day comfort, and a perfect fit in 60 seconds. They stay put when you're on the go, but also feel ultra comfortable when you wear them all day long without pain or discomfort. The light form technology is what I was talking about, is what forms them to the unique contour of your ear. You put them in, connect to the app, and watch the purple LEDs form the earbuds to your unique shape. Uh, with eight hours of continuous playback on a single charge and 20 hours with the charging case, Ultimate Ears fits are the perfect for listening to favorite shows like this one all day long long. If you try Fits and don't love them as much as I do, don't worry. Ultimate Ears offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. Plus, you'll get free shipping, free returns, and a one-year warranty. So, for a limited time, get 15% off your pair of Ultimate Ears Fits True Wireless Earbuds at ue.com slash fits. Just use promo code weird at checkout and get yourself the most comfortable, best-sounding, custom fit earbuds you can get that's 15 percent off with promo code weird are you sad today
0: no i'm just i'm trying to do it different ways it's like trying <laughs> out different i mean i only have one job i want to i want right. to make sure i'm doing it right
1: that's 15 percent off with promo code weird there it is at <laughs> ue.com slash fits last but not least i got that well i actually need to shave that's rare for me i shave Mm -hmm. like three times a week Have, have you listener hey listener have you looked in the mirror recently like really looked that beard you grew out over the last year was a hot new thing for you for a minute anyway but now it's hot outside and you need to tame that bad boy well harry's can help If you don't know Harry's, it's time you do. Harry's was created to be different from other shaving companies. Harry's crafts high quality, long lasting blades and durable weighted handles that make a close, comfortable shave quick and, dare we say, enjoyable, I would say. And because Harry's insists that you shouldn't have to choose between a great shave and a fair price, they just give you both. Refill blades start as low as two bucks. Easy decision. It's one of the things I love most about them is you don't have to go to the drugstore and get them to get the key to the jewelry section of the shaving aisle so they can get these overpriced blades out. Two bucks for refill blades. Even easier, new Harry's customers get their starter set, which includes a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover. That's a $13 value for just three bucks. Plus, Harry's offers a wide range of amazing face and body care products for men, all delivered right to your door. I love... Shaving with fresh, sharp razors. Their razors are the sharpest that I found. They're not as sharp as the overpriced ones, they are even sharper. The blade handle feels even better, so it's not as good, it's better than the overpriced ones, and they're delivered to your door, so you don't need to uh, run out of blades and shave and cut yourself and have that horrible, un- unpleasant experience. It's like being in a five-star hotel where they deliver you these perfect blades on the on the routine and the schedule that you want, so you can always have a wonderful shaving ritual experience. There's never been a better time to try Harry's. Go to harrys.com slash weird. To get their starter set for just three bucks. It's a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee, so you got nothing to lose. Go to Harry's.com slash right now <laughs> to get this special offer. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com slash. Weird. <laughs> Very good, my love. Very good. All right, guys, so glad you're here. Hope to see you live on October 18th. Me and Val doing a live We Made It Weird. Or on October 7th for the stand-up show, Largo-LA.com for tickets to both. In the meantime, enjoy this chat. I hope you do as much as I did. Get into it. You did everyone different. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I got range.
2: <laughs>
1: a lot of people don't do the background like no. the part after the main part yeah
0: you're also kind of doing it as if you if like we didn't have the rights to it and you were it, you were doing it just like a little bit
1: that always off. killed me on the daily show where it was Louis Black Mm. And the segment was called Back in Black Uh And it would be like ( posed) (beatábans) (Kapıatever) (radbridge) Let's listen to it Well I don't know if we can find it Let's see if we can find it I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) you can I love when they don't have the right Daily show Back Yep it's called Back in Black And here it is Is the Earth Flat Well I don't want a new one What if they change the song
0: what what if
2: they didn't
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair the point. here it is here fact, it is the republican nomination is still okay a... johnny stew we tried to our own lewis black oh it's so comforting with the i think that Song. Oh, I I had a fee- I shouldn't have said. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're disgusted. I'm disgusted with, me. with the fact <laughs> that you
0: thought <laughs> you're
1: crazy. <laughs> dunno, this
0: dunno, is dunno, just dunno. like okay. I I can I can kind of hear. No,
1: Baba, don't break it. <laughs> no, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you're not. In- this is killing me. This is like when <laughs> I said I can't find the remote for the TV, and you said I think this one works, and I said. I'd love to live in your world, which I've regretted 55 times. Even though I thought that was really funny. It is pretty funny. But I just meant like, it must be nice, like seeing five remotes and just going like, these are the remotes. And I'm like... No, this is the old remote, and this is, like it's so stupid. I don't. I I want to be really clear. I don't think I'm the cool one in that situation. I think no. it's like a, a stupid self-imposed burden. But there are the little things that
2: that that I that I take care of. I was gonna say in
0: remotes is one of them. and
1: knowing how back in black goes. Ready? Oh, they make you wait for it. Okay. okay, I think it. You, this got is it. like a TED talk.
0: We, we got to do right. I,
1: okay, but I think <laughs> what you're doing, my one and only true love, is you're filling in the gaps. You're doing something that the brain does. You're okay. You're imposing your memory of that song onto this Bottom one. Block. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, It's really close, though.
1: Well, yeah, it's as close as you can get without... Let's do them, like, without
0: talking in the middle. Let's do it, like, back to back. Okay, (laughs) I feel like...
1: (laughs) They really make you wait for it. For a rock band, yeah, they're asking a lot of patience. Okay, okay, I think that's enough. I didn't, I didn't do it quite right. Now. A ah, a we're a never, never going to get it. No <laughs> ads. No ads. Why? YouTube's like, I think they're trying to tell <laughs> the sound. Yeah.
0: Okay. 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 Okay.
1: Okay. 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 Oh, 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 I uh, think I swapped videos.
0: Oh, man.
1: Duck a duck. Here we go. We're
0: more than a year and a half
1: away. And yet. Is we we anyone interested in this? I think we are. We are. We are. We're back and black.
0: Okay, I,
2: Ba-na-na-na-na-na-na.
0: you, but I get to do the rig. Oh yeah! You uh, get, I, get
1: do, <laughs> I get to do my special electric guitar which sound, which is very cool.
0: And then now do the real one.
1: This is shaving a head. I mean,
0: phenomenal!
1: It's my best thing.
0: Phenomenal! It's How the do thing i the great. It's like, the, the thing
1: I'm most talented at.
0: Yeah, I would agree. <laughs>
1: Like, how wow. am I not shaving a head right now? Wow. And it's also... Wow.
0: <laughs> I'm such a dork. Where's your plug? Where's wow. that jack? Where's that power plug jack? plug
1: you in somewhere? Or <laughs> inside Lou and Davis? This is how we're spending our Sunday, comparing <laughs> these two. So I'm taking the sweatshirt off.
0: Yeah. I, I just <sighs> loved that right now, watching you take a sweatshirt off. Because that's like one of the first boy crush things I remember feeling was like it should be in pen 15 where it's like uh, middle school watching the boy that you have a crush on like taking off his sweatshirt
1: okay i like
0: how boys. i like when boys pull from the back
1: i do that with my shirt yep after it's this is gonna get sexual
0: Ooh. no it's not This is kind of a vibrator. <laughs> but
1: it's also shaving your pubis. I was just thinking about how funny the word pubis is, by the yeah, way. Yeah.
0: My weird. pubis!
1: <laughs> um,
0: Ouch, my pubis.
1: But I feel cool when I rip it off from the back.
0: Yeah, I've always loved like that. Like you're
1: a can of sardines or something. You're peeling it off. Yeah. Revealing those sweet tiny fish. <laughs> <laughs> um I'll do you one... uh I, I don't know if it's better, but like... Do you remember, but you're a babe. Yeah, I'm, I'm a not, babe. You are a babe, but I'm like, I really, I don't know if you're going to be able to relate to this and I'm not just flattering you. Mm. Although now that I say that you're probably more complicated and more sensitive than I ever imagined. I have I find you a babe and mm. I, my whole- Do you whole, mean like
0: young or hot?
1: What's that? Do
0: you mean like a babe, like young or a babe, like hot?
1: I've never meant a babe <laughs> young. Leave her be, she's but a babe! <laughs> Put down your ire! Lay down thine scorn! Can't you see she's but a babe? <laughs> if I say babe, I mean fair a faucet, and that faucet only runs hot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Wow. That
0: was amazing. That was amazing. I don't know if we. I has anyone ever
1: done that? Why isn't that what we always say? Farrah I Fawcett, you mean she only has the one spicket for hot?
0: <laughs> spicket <it laughs> is not a hot word. Spicket? Opening the spicket?
1: The worst guy at Dirty Talk. Ugh, I'm opening the spicket. I'm opening the spicket. Twisted left for hot. Nasty. God. Nasty. <laughs> Even nasty. Did you know Kanye West changed his name to Neasty? <laughs> How shocked would you be?
0: Not shocked at all. Like Niesti. If somebody told me that, or Puff Daddy, would became Neasty? Not shocked at all. But no. I would say, I will say specifically, at this point, you couldn't tell me that Kanye West did anything that would shock no. me because everything
1: he, got, he does is shocking. He lifted off in a helicopter and got to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Kanye, stop! Not kanye Kanye! (laughs) did you
0: hear that kanye took a helicopter to the moon he made it he made it he made it he's currently on the moon right now writing um, his next album
1: (laughs) and it kicked up a lot of dust and it's a mormon album now (laughs) i would not be surprised american jesus walks american jesus walks oh nice because remember in the latter our, our friends our friends the latter day saints no disrespect. Oh, right. They think that Jesus was in the... Well, that's not... That sounds accusatory, they think. Let's say... Well, we
0: all are thinking
1: whatever... Just thinking shit.
0: Yeah, we're just thinking shit.
1: That... I, I've said this a million. That's what made the Latter-day Saints it's the hardest to be like, I'm not one of them. Because they're like, but it's your guy. Yeah. It's like...
0: The only difference between think and believe is they think it so often it's now a belief.
1: <laughs> that, Valerie, you've stepped in my favorite topic, <sighs> which is what is a belief? Yeah. And so much of my life, oh, this is too heavy. Listen to the tone of my voice change. Just keeping it light.
0: I do want to go back to why why I'm. But
1: this is, is yeah, (laughs) you're going to be a babe. This is almost done. It's just like, I thought beliefs, and I think a lot of people believe that beliefs are just things that you think so often, they become like habitual. Mm. Like you think them. Mm -hmm. And you think, and now, of course, experiential knowledge, like knowledge that, like, explodes into you and becomes mm. part of your fabric, part of your DNA, part of your makeup. It's not like a belief. And even at that point, the belief uh, transcends the words that you use to define the belief. I always think of Krishna das, when he did this podcast. Actually, no, it was when we were having dinner with him once. I was like, what if when you were in the height of your Ramdas days and they had cult deprogrammers mm-hmm. and if a cult deprogrammer came into your house, your parents hired him and was like, come on, Krishna das, or whatever his real name is. They'd probably call him Ed, or whatever his, true, his given name is, uh, his birth name. And they'd be like, I said to him, what if they were like, come on, you know, it's not all one. It's not all one. And he was like, I'd be like, fine, it's not all one. Because the belief is, is even beyond what you say about it. I thought that, yeah. that that was like a real, yeah, a belief is so solid. Like, you don't have to believe that we're here.
2: Mm -hmm. or that
1: we're talking Mm -hmm. you could deconstruct that too but anyway uh this is the babe thing but that that was a huge breakthrough for me in my life that's the last thing i'll say about beliefs but yeah okay what what you got
0: so you see i I, yeah i guess i
1: Maybe i wasn't clear
0: yeah, so you're saying you used to think belief is what I said, Thoughts. that you think it so often
1: that you believe. And you sort of have to refresh them every morning. Yeah, okay. and now you're like it comes from a deeper place. That's the that's transformation. So what I've what I what, what my jam is now, mm-hmm. usually we don't get this way until forty five minutes into the podcast, but for uh, this will be a ultra packed condensed episode. Mm-hmm. I'm about conversion, about transforming. The way that you see. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a different... But you would use
0: belief for that, too. You would use the word belief for, to describe that, too.
1: No, I, I, I like the term conversion. Like, something yeah. happens to you. Okay, yes. It's almost like you're given feet. Yeah. <laughs> and now you walk. Yeah. That's not a belief. That's what like I my feet gonna, aren't a yeah. belief. And when something happens to you spiritually Or emotionally, here's a better example, because not everybody's had, uh, you know, spiritual or religious experiences, but we have had emotional and psychological breakthroughs that feel like growing legs. Mm -hmm. And then you just go around walking. Yeah. Like when you learn about boundaries or when you learn about self-love or whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. you don't believe in those things. They just become a part of your Worldview. Yeah. Now I sound like a corporation. The Target worldview is more than a hello when you walk in and a goodbye when you leave. Okay. <laughs> it's clean aisles, bright lights.
0: This is our mission statement.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. always. Oh man. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you're a bit. Thank you. Not mm-hmm. as young, but well you are. But I remember it was my ex-wife was the mm-hmm. first person. She said, "This is a quote." We were at the, the 99 restaurant. Mm. Do you know the 99? No. no, you don't. You wouldn't. I'm a babe. You're a babe. You're over at California Pizza Kitchen on roller skates <laughs> in a pink bikini. Just going like, they gave me fries and I didn't even ask for them. <laughs> Sparklers. Uh, well, the rest of us mutants and beasts are at the dark, the dimly lit New England steakhouse, the 99. We come for the free cheese and crackers. You're picturing the cheese just right. Oh, it's spreadable. It's almost an easy cheese.
0: Oh, wow. And those crackers are
1: real soft, real salty, and you're going to eat the whole basket before the waiter comes.
0: Is it like a Keebler Club kind of? Yes. Of course. Yes. Of course. Yes, it's a Keebler Club.
1: Oh, not the cracker. Oh. Shit. I thought any type of Keebler cheese would be this cheese. Mm. That's why I agreed so quickly.
0: Oh, okay. It's
1: not a Keebler Club. It's more like a Wheat Thin. A Wheat Thin? Yeah.
0: Wow. You don't like Wheat Thins? Um, I kind of like weak thins, but I just would not picture it to me. That's more sophisticated cracker than wheat well, we thin.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the ninety nine is doing. It's like you're here for. Oh, sorry. Here's another memory. We used to go to Chili's. Me, Ern, Fons, and C. <laughs> that's Tommy C. <laughs> I, I just gave <laughs> him another nickname. Ern and uh, Fons, Fonsley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Classic, the classic Boston thing of like it is. Casper, Sully, Casper, Squeaks, squeeze Box, Scaredy, and JoJo,
1: and Monroe. <laughs> and we and we still this chili's just closed, it was the one in Burlington, Mass, and we used to go there all the time. And John, his real name is John Fons. Was wearing a white collared shirt. You know those friends that just were 50 when they were 15? Yeah. That was John. Right. And I would say that to his face. It's not an insult. He just had grown up yearning. He wanted to be a grown up. Yeah. He, and he wore a white, like a like like an Arthur Miller play. Like, another day, another dollar. He puts down his lunch pail. <laughs> was he trying to be like close to his dad? Probably. I mean, that's I feel great, like that's that's, great.
0: that's all boys, but especially Boston boys, become they, like, use
2: talcum powder.
1: Oh, my <laughs> <to> God, Valerie! <laughs> my dad, it looked like the, a shuttle launch after every shower of pin-man, pin-man, pin-out talcum powder. It had, like, a little guy in a tuxedo.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: I don't know where my dad got the idea. I'd really like to find out where it was classy to, um, you know, dust for fingerprints on your nutsack. <laughs> After every shower, but the whole bathroom looked like a crime scene. <laughs> it looked like the boy powder exploded <laughs> from the, the boy mo- powder. The boy powder. He's but the boy powder. Leave him be. He's but a babe. He's but a babe. He exploded <laughs> in the bathroom. I mean, it was thick. You could run your hand on the tub and be like, "My dad's a foot." My dad's been here. But more like my dad's a balls, because he's powdering it with a puffer. With With a a puffer? puffer. Yeah. With a puffer? With a puffer. Like like makeup! (laughs) Like one of those.
2: Whoa. But just
1: for the boys and the sergeant.
2: Wow. And then
1: I was like, just to your point, I would be like, I think I have to do this. I liked it because I'd put it on my upper inner thigh, and it kept me moving smooth.
0: Yeah, it keeps from chafing. No chafing. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong about it it just is a funny thing and it's like a very old man kind of thing and the, the idea
1: it. it was also i didn't know it this is junior high i'm doing it oh and then so into high cute. school that was just a real way of saying nobody's gonna see this yeah you know what i mean because if you thought someone oh, right. might what is it? it's like condensed milk powder you know,
2: here's,
0: here's the girl version i learned from my mom To put, to squeeze baby powder in my hair to when it was, like, greasy. Greasy? Which is something that they did, I'm sure my mom did, learn to do in the 70s because she lived with four other kids and couldn't, like, didn't... They had like days where they were allowed to shower oh, wow. because it was just not enough time and not enough bathrooms yeah. before school. Yeah. So then she learned, but I had no excuse. Well, that. that's
1: just dry shampoo. She was quite right. Yeah, she quite was right. quite right. Quite right.
0: And I'm telling you something when you're Weirdly. working your when you're in high school and you're working your first job at a coffee shop where you have to open, you have to be there at four thirty. Then- sorry, what? <laughs> yes. Chandler. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? I guess maybe you wake up at 4.30. You have to be there at 5. And uh, you're not going to take a shower, so you've got to use that baby
2: powder. Here's the
1: theory. If you have a really, really early job, mm-hmm. no matter where it is in relation <laughs> to you, you, you are- can get there in 30 minutes.
0: I was going to say, you are not bathing before
1: that. Oh, yeah. No, those early shift Starbucks people, they're not bathed. Yeah. And what what Dexter-level lunatic is, like, (laughs) carefully shaving and, like, combing their hair? You're putting on that Starbucks hat and (sighs) yesterday's polo same pants maybe changing them drawers yeah and the the accomplishment is getting there by 5 yeah that's all that can be asked of you yeah. that's the american way mm-hmm. that's american jesus mormon jesus way yes and no matter where you work, if it takes you an hour in the normal morning, if you have to be there at five, you can get there in thirty minutes, including anywhere, your wake up yes <laughs> if you're wake if you have to be somewhere at five, you wake up at four thirty, no matter are, where you are in relation to it
0: That's right. you are <laughs> not waking up before four thirty and no, no matter wh- yeah, you can get anywhere in America in thirty minutes that early in the morning
1: <laughs> that's true. that should be on the citizenship <laughs> test. You have to be somewhere at 5 a.m. What time do you wake up? 4.30. Welcome to the United Shades of America. They they promote W. Kamau's show. They spend a lot of money to be like, look, can you just say welcome to the United Shades of America? Just to sort of plant the idea.
0: Their advertising is getting on the citizenship yes. test.
1: As one of the wrong answers, you are now a citizen of the United States of America, CNN's United Shades of America with W. Kamel Bell, uh, Costco, D. Other, and Other is also correct.
0: Yeah, and Costco's are
1: <laughs> And Costco is also technically correct. <laughs> so anyway, Fon's wearing his white button-down shirt. And his dad was a first-generation Italian immigrant mm. who I can only picture him in a white button-down shirt with the sort of, what do we call those? White tank-tops? Tops? Uh, white tank-tops? Yeah. White
0: tick-tops? We should call them just like undershirts because the name
1: of them are... Yeah, undershirts. Um, yes, okay. Sidebar. <laughs> anyway, so he ordered a steak, which was already funny.
2: <laughs> it's chilies, And
1: he's like, steak was like the jewelry case of the menu.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: Like, you didn't order off
0: you the You do it steaks. for a spe- uh, special occasion only. It's the champagne of meats.
1: <laughs> I am in champagne of meats, Evan. <laughs> And he, I don't even know what the cuts they served at Chili's were. It's yeah. like t bone, t bone, t bone, just
0: t bone ribeye, or...
1: probably. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I, rem- I actually think I, we vividly, the Tommy C would remember this. He goes, he he goes, I'll have a steak. That like like a like raging bull or yeah. something. Like Give a, me a steak. steak. He goes, I'll have a steak. That's how he we ordered. We're like yeah. children. Yeah. And then. They go off and when they dropped it on that, you know, that plate, the chilies plate, it's, it's like a big plate. It's like a probably a turquoise platter. Mm-hmm. It's like definitely like a New Mexico kind of yes. color palette. Yes. They drop it. It might've been orange, hot orange. Mm-hmm. Not a good, not a good look for a steak. Mm-hmm. He took off his watch. Oh <laughs> Valerie, he had like a metal clasped. Watch, I'm telling you, it was like Death of a Salesman. Willie Loman, I'll have a steak. Steak arrives. Willie removes his metal (gasps) clasp retirement (gasps) one. And he set it down face up. Like like it was an eating competition. Like, I want to know my time. If he had a a newspaper that said, like, Shazam, (laughs) the Bronx Bullets win again. Like, he would (laughs) have... You know exactly what he would have whipped it open and like straightened it oh wha- wha-
0: wha- my in the air God. and
1: occasionally looked over the peak of it at us, his now children yes. in this fantasy. <laughs> we are now his children because we're getting burgers and fries. He's daddy got a steak.
0: You're on your fifth soda at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yes. He was a man. Oh he wanted to God. be a man.
0: I find that so adorable.
1: It is pretty adorkable.
0: It's adorkable.
1: And so, so funny, bringing us back to Babe.
0: Yes, so you're at 99, eating your wheat thins and spreadable cheese. Yes, is it the 99?
1: Yeah, you call it the 99. It's the 99 restaurant. Mm. They're a sponsor. <laughs> Go in and say you made it weird, and see what they give you. Other <laughs> uh, than a dirty lock. Okay, look. Okay, so we're at the 99. I could take you to the booth if it's still there. It was in Beverly or something. It was me and Daniel and my ex wife, then just a person, <laughs> not a title. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't have a placard <laughs> yet. Um, and she said, this is a quote I think Pete has a cute little bod. That's what Aww. she said. I know. I'll never forget it. Aww. Until that, I think that's why I married her. I mean, no we weren't married yet. No. We weren't even dating. And it was just like. It was the first time, Mm. and I love my body now, and I'm aware that it's not, uh, who's got Ryan Reynolds's body,
2: Mm -hmm. and it's not like a classic Mm
1: -hmm. body. Yeah. Like, in the locker room, shirts off.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah.
1: Uh, it it was, uh, not like my proudest time, Mm. and then she literally called it a cute, What? Little, come again? <laughs> body, we agree there.
2: <laughs> that's where
1: I agree be. with one that's of those our words. Our, Let's start with body. We agree oh, that I have a body.
0: That's so cute, and did it? And you received it like you felt like, hey,
1: I'm well, just like everybody, mm-hmm. I think I acted meaning the first time anything happens that you've been wanting to happen. Yeah, you act like it was no big deal. Yes, you was like, oh yeah, girls young women Mm -hmm. and she was older than me still is (laughs) Uh, (laughs) older and she felt more experienced Mm -hmm. women Mm -hmm. definitely always think i have a cute little body yes Uh, even if you thought my body was cute to throw in that little was was a master move yeah little body not even not doughy just kind of like Cutifying it,
0: yeah, I love that. And then this
1: cut brings us back to Babe, and I was wondering, sorry, if you remember the first time you felt. And this feels more loaded because you're a girl, and there is that like cultural, like we shouldn't talk about this. Uh, Sure, voicing that.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, yes, it's not without its its you know complications or whatever. But you're nice to think I'm exempt from that. The truth is, I didn't feel like a babe until well into my twenties, probably like feeling like a babe is at least like until early twenties. And that, so like my body image has been bad for most of my life. Um, and only recently do I feel that way, but it was, I learned early on. And again, this is problematic in in some ways, but like I learned early on, I well, I had this body pretty quickly. Like I had the body that I have—a very similar version of this body—in like eighth grade, seventh grade. Full Shazam. Full Shazam. Full like, Shaquille
1: O'Neal is Shazam. Yes, in like, eighth grade.
0: Like a vi- like very curvy, big boobs. You know, short little hourglass body. And, um, that was not what any of the girls around me looked like. So I felt like a freak. Like I did not <clears throat> like it and I felt big and, and like, I, ha- I hated the attention that my boobs caused and, and so I was very insecure about that. Um, but I did learn and I really felt like none of the boys liked me. Um, and I. Then I had a crush on a boy in eighth grade and he was very silly. He was like my first, like there was something about returning back to kind of my first big crush. Once I found you, because the first boy that I had a crush on, the reason why I had a crush on him was because he was like always doing silly dances and songs. And, Uh um, and I really, really fell hard. And I remember at Christian camp, 14 years in a row, if you recall, (laughs) um, I, we were talking about like he, he and another guy friend that we had, were talking about some girl and, and like the other guy was like, he's, wait, this
1: sounds familiar. yeah. Yeah.
0: The other guy was like, she's, she's really hot. And the guy that I had a crush on Zach was like, yes. He was like, no, I don't think so. And he was like, I want something to grab. And like kind of did a grabbing motion towards, towards me. you, yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> like, I know yeah. I know it's kind of objectifying. And not, again, all of the, the problems. But I was like, is oh. It,
1: is it a problem? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we are objects.
0: <laughs> well, but, I I was, sorry, I, but I just it is the it same. It felt
1: as, good-natured. It
0: felt good-natured. I felt safe. I loved it. I was like, oh, there are boys and people that, like, prefer my thick body milkshake. type. A thick milkshake. Yeah. And, and the boy that I have a crush on is one of them. And that really was... That was the beginning of me being like, okay, I'm not for everyone. Mm. But the people that I am for, I'm like a unicorn to them.
1: Yeah. So, well, that's definitely true. I... I actually think I remember thinking, and this is kind of sad. She doesn't mean it,
2: oh. but
1: she likes my personality, so she's so she's sort of vaselining the lens. Oh. Like I didn't yet believe it, mm. and I don't know uh, when. I'm not trying to be funny, or if like I, I don't know. Like I like a lot of people. You have good days and and bad days with your own yeah body. Sure, but anyway.
0: It's a, and, and if you were, you know, eventually that wasn't enough to make me have good body image because if you're just relying on external validation, then that's going to not last either. Right. So, so it still was many, many years before that or after that. And really what did it for me, and I, I bet you're similar, um, was just a like self-love on a more general in a more general way and then extending self-love to my body and just being in my body the more mm. i would experience being in my, my body the more tenderness i had towards
1: it what well, would say that thing he said we were talking about overeating And you had that thing where you you think of your body as a baby's body. Yeah. I thought that was really... That's really helpful.
0: Yeah. Well, I just think of my body in general as like an innocent, pure baby, We were just talking about like
1: bodies are egoless. Yeah. Bodies are completely honest. Yep.
0: They're totally present. They're completely in the present.
1: Completely present. They don't tell stories. Yeah. They don't tell lies, even more specific. Yeah. Which is why they can hold on to past pains and traumas and that's why we have to work with them and mm-hmm. and give them attention and then specifically when sometimes when I'm like it was Leela's birthday party this weekend and I I was talking to your brother about this I was like at parties even though I'm not like really uncomfortable that's too cheap too succinct of a explanation of how I feel at a party mm-hmm. uh but for lack of uh, for the sake of brevity, I'll just say I'm uncomfortable, but I'm not really anyway,
2: yeah,
1: I'll go to the snacks and yeah. I'll just start housing. oh sure. these snacks crackers. we're back to eat things
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm eating crackers and like a dip. and then like the image of just like your body is like a baby that you're feeding, yeah, like you said you were like, I wouldn't overfeed Leela like if yeah. Leela, who's very honest, yeah, Leela doesn't have any like well, I better eat enough because I'm about to go on a hike. She doesn't have that. Yeah. She just eats until she's done eating. Yeah. She also doesn't have any sense of like, I might not have food later or, Mm -hmm. or even like eating helps me relax. I don't think she's trying to like relax. So I think of me, this is sort of a dark image, but like feeding a baby more than it wants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you sort of see, um, and I say this, please anybody listening that, That struggles, as both Val and I do, with overeating. Please don't Mm -hmm. feel judged. Mm -mm. And don't feel like I'm suggesting that you should shame yourself into Mm -hmm. not doing that. Mm -hmm. But there is... That image did help me, in the good way, have more compassion and more love for my body as another entity. Yes. As, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the control center. Yeah. But the poor, innocent body. Yeah. You don't need to, like strap it to a chair and feed it an entire pizza. Yeah. Like it doesn't want it.
0: It's telling you, it's communicating with its own cues
1: that that that's yeah. too much food. Heartburn is the first clue. Yeah. And, and you, well, you push through because your psychological need, your desire to not feel for me it might be anxious or or existential or whatever it might be, or some perversion of self love. Yeah. That's that's one of the trickiest ways my Subconscious will trick my conscious into eating a lot or mm. indulging in a lot of different things that I know aren't great for me. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, this is, this sucks. This is hard. And you don't, you're, and th- this is its best move. You're telling me you're never going to eat a whole pizza again?
2: Yeah. Like, I, of course. And I then, then you're that like, one too.
1: well, yeah, I will at some point. They're like, "Well, that point is right now, baby. <laughs> yeah,
0: you might as well do it now." And
1: then it's just Thelma and Louise off the cliff. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's like Judd's great bit about like his his the voice in his him inner his voice is like uh, an enabler, and it's yeah. like you deserve it. Just eat you it. Just, just eat it. You know yeah. you're gonna eat it. Just eat it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I have that too. But let the well, body
1: talk too, because that's yeah. a voice from the mind.
0: That's and this is just that's a, a very clear example of what we're doing. All the time, which is letting the mind, the mind's desires and needs override the body's truth. Right. And I would say, you know, for, for that image, it's really helpful for me to think, oh, my body is an innocent baby and I'm not going to overfeed it. But if there's shame in that, like I did overfeed it, um... Just remember that you are that innocent baby. You are your ba- your body as well. Yeah. You know, so it's not like it's not like you're the villain that just totally abused your body. You're the body. You're you're that baby too, and right. you're pure and innocent. And your in that brain too.
1: might have been misinterpreting cues from the body. Yeah, like and, I was just yeah. Go ahead.
0: Oh, and not to mention the all of the million reasons why we overeat and and. And how we learned to do that at such a young age. It really goes back to the Tara Brock thing of like, it's not, that's a good time to say to yourself, it's not my fault. Mm. Or I, or like, I forgive myself, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's the shame is really. That's why I was like, point. let's not
1: beat ourselves up and be like, I just tortured my body. Yeah. Because you, I, I you, you're very good at explaining this Val is that your body is sending signals. Mm -hmm. So I was doing some writing this morning, and I haven't in a very long time. This whole week, in a great way, was sort of um, taken up by Leela's birthday, which Mm was awesome. We won't... Literally, we won't bore you all with the details, but we had a great birthday time Mm -hmm. and week, and there was a lot of planning and all that sort of stuff. So finally today, I got some time to write. And I noticed... When I'm writing, and again, this is not to shame uh, straight jerking it to porn all the time, but I haven't been doing that. Mm
2: -hmm. I've
1: been in a really healthy, for me, Mm
2: -hmm. good
1: place of new um, habits. Mm -hmm. I've been setting a lot of new habits. Mm -hmm. I've been feeling receptive to new habits. I really want to talk about my love list thing. Mm -hmm. That's a real gift to me, that mm-hmm. I want to share to people. I've been doing gratitude lists, mm-hmm. which has been a really good gift for me. I can summarize that in one line. When you start your morning by writing out what you're grateful for, the rest of the day, you're just in the habit of looking what you're grateful mm-hmm. for. Yeah. And you just, you catch yourself just going like, wow. Like when Leela's birthday party was uh, done, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm really grateful that I'm just sitting here and everybody was safe. Mm-hmm. Like you just... Start the water wheel of gratitude and you can't stop it. Yeah. But you can start it. Mm -hmm. You just start it in the morning Mm
2: -hmm. by writing
1: out, I literally do it. Not to be, I'm not trying to be funny, but like, maybe I'm just on the can in the morning. On the can. On
0: the can. I'm
1: trying to be, I'm, it's, it's vulnerable to say maybe you're just going to the bathroom in the morning. Mm-hmm. And instead of going on social media, you're opening up your notes file mm-hmm. and you're just writing out, even if it's just five things. Love it. And that's been really, really helpful. And we'll get to the loveless thing. And one of the things that my brain just feels really receptive to new habits. And I was like, I'd like to this is just for me and it's shame free. I don't think it's my best self that's firing up hardcore porn and just, and, and blast. <laughs> I'm just saying, I want to look at that yearning as I always do. I talk about this sort of stuff all the time. Cause it's clearly a wound in me, but just like the desire to overeat the desire to do that, is not the desire to overeat, and it's not the desire to do that. Mm. It's like, um, if I can, let me let me read just this little, uh, this is from just this, Richard Rohr, and you'll see how it uh, applies. It's called Holding the Pain. It is spiritually wise to stay with your pain, whatever it is, until you've learned its lessons. Slam dunk, Richard Rohr, half court. Yeah,
0: just that alone.
1: When you can hold pain consciously and even trust it, you are in a special liminal place where you have the real likelihood of breaking through to a much deeper level of faith and consciousness. Mm. I won't read the whole thing. It's really beautiful, but that's basically the idea. So when I was writing and I was in a good way, I was actually feeling very happy. It wasn't like a shame desire to look at boobies and masturbate. It wasn't like you dirty beast. It was actually like, Look at you, you're writing, you're firing on all cylinders, you're in a great mood. It was, to be honest, it was like, let's celebrate! Yeah. But then I really did look a little bit deeper, and there was just like a, that feeling of like, I'm too much, we need to extinguish this somehow. Mm. Like, it's not good to be at a hundred percent or it's not even safe to be at a hundred percent we've uncovered that core negative belief of mine which is i'm too much for people
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so like i get into that state and there i am alone and i'm writing and that's appropriate but then i'm like what are you going to do the rest of the day Mm. you need to curb this somehow you need to dim your light it's like that Mm. nelson mandela it's not our light uh it's not our darkness that we're afraid of it's our light
2: yeah
1: and I, i i just was like I'm not ashamed, and uh, but I heard that voice. It was like, what, you're never going to look at porn again? Mm. You're setting all these patterns. And I was like, why does it have to be that? Yeah. Why are we having this dueling? Why yeah. are we jousting right now? Yeah. I love you. Yeah. I want what's good for you. And I want you to be shame-free and judgment-free. Mm. But like, what we always say on this podcast is like, Have the courage to be angry at what you're actually angry at. Yeah. Don't throw a fit at Target because you're Mm -hmm. secretly mad that you're moving or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be or you lost your job. Have the courage to be mad at what you're mad about. Mm -hmm. And have the courage to be actually horny when you're horny.
2: Yeah.
1: That's wonderful. But don't, don't throw the tarp of sexual gratification. I'm speaking to myself over Mm. hurt Mm -hmm. or loneliness and by the way if you do it is a temporary fix i've used it Mm -hmm. that's fine there's no judgment there i'm just saying i think there's a more direct path to walk Ah. which is i'm just going to sit and i'm going to acknowledge and have tea with these feelings Mm. instead of what are we talking about habits neural pathways and i'm at the computer as I always say, it's a wonder we get anything done when we write essays and work on infinite pornography machines Mm -hmm. and entertainment machines and Netflix machines. It's a wonder we do any, get anything done,
2: Mm. but
1: I just want to be more conscious, conscious. I want to be more real and more honest and go like, nope, it's not horny. It's not actually horny. It's fear or it's shame or it's Or a misappropriation of celebration or whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, I love that. And what what came up for me was like, it's an interesting paradigm shift to be potentially to be like, you think that it's like, I'm going to watch. I would imagine one of the voices is like, I'm going to watch porn because I'm not going to be ashamed of my sexuality anymore or like repress it the way that I was told to repress it. Yeah. Yeah. But really what could be happening, and this is based on something you kind of said, is I'm feeling horny and that is not allowed. And I am ashamed of that. So this is something I have to get Get rid rid of of. quick. I got to scratch this itch because this itch means that I'm dirty. That's right. And so I wonder if that's an opportunity to say in that, that moment just to talk to that part of you that's like, so what, are we going to never look at porn again? You can say, oh, you don't have to be ashamed. Like, your horniness is beautiful. That's right. That's vital. That's, li- that's life flow. And then really, like, sit and feel the vitality of that feeling.
1: It literally is the universe uh desiring itself, like, yes. in the form of other.
2: Yeah. But, like...
1: The, the, you really helped me understand because I always remember what, when Jack Cornfield did this podcast, and I said to him, What about pornography? and he just went, People are lonely. Yeah. And I was like, That's beautiful and i i'm going to call that level 1 yeah and i went through level 1 for a long time mm-hmm. remember i bought the porn the playboys from my youth and i mm-hmm. put them on my coffee table mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. like a male barbershop <laughs> <Like>, just like <laughs> i'm not ashamed of this it was this like reclaiming of i'm not ashamed of it mm-hmm. but uh, but then something happens just making sorry the screensaver went on but then the next level down the deeper look is I actually think I'm drinking out because I'm not comfortable yeah. with feeling horny. Yeah. And because it, I think it's bad. You just said it all. You yeah. Really, you really nailed it.
0: Well, it's vulnerable and it's, and again, like wanting to make yourself smaller, uh, disconnected, to be safe. Like being aroused is like very open, very vulnerable, very, very sensitive. Like sensual, sensitive, yeah. and sensual, and that's and it's it's live. It's fully alive, and we are afraid to be fully alive. Not to mention that it's very embodied. So there's all of these things that we are trained to shut down and disconnect from and shut off, and um and it opens all of that up, which is why it feels amazing when that's being received by another open. Well, that's it. Sen- sensitive, vulnerable place.
1: That's absolutely it, and the sexual encounters trademark <laughs> that we've been having lately have been direct because I trust you and I love you and I feel safe. Mm. There, I, I and I'm saying this not to. Oh, this, I don't have the feeling of oversharing. I'm having the feeling of hoping that this might be helpful okay. to other people, whether they're ex evangelicals or whatever your sexual, you know, inf- jive
2: is. <laughs> jive
1: is. <laughs> Uh, one of the highlights of this week was saying, like, Val, I I was feeling like I, I might just want to get my sexuality out of the way, mm. which just code for I was going to masturbate. Mm-hmm. But can we, mm-hmm. can we just make out a little bit and, mm-hmm. you know, see what happens?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And honestly, and this is what I've always, you know, raged against in the media is the idea that men always want to have sex. And I'm trying to give voice to the fact that there's, I think... A lot of us that were given that information that sex was sort of downtown Julie Brown dirty Mm -hmm. and wrong. And it's sometimes great to have sex. But then like there's this whole other gradient, this whole other part of the pie chart of your sexuality, Mm -hmm. which is private. And for me, a lot of the time, that section of the pie chart is three quarters and the part that I share with you is one quarter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: maybe I'm making these numbers up mm-hmm. and that it was really beautiful for me this week. And, and you were totally into it. Mm-hmm. Not, not just sex, but I just mean you were open. And this was the new neural pathway was going like, can I share this mm-hmm. with somebody? Can I? Mm-hmm. And it felt very, very, very vulnerable, mm-hmm. but in the good way. Yeah, and I'm just happy to share that.
0: Yeah, no, this is a real thing. I I think I need to work on this too, and I don't have shame really, unless I don't really don't think I have shame when it comes to like masturbating, but um, because there is just more like I'm like this is embodied, and I'm celebrating my feminine body, and like yeah. t- it's self care, and you know, um, but
1: it's also different because there's nothing lost. Yeah, men feel different afterwards and there is a depletion. I'm not trying to... I
0: feel... Women feel different afterwards, oh, too. Yeah. If they're not being... Well, I'm not going to say that, that if they're not being embodied, but I, I will say the times that I've watched porn... I've experienced the immediate, like, not worth it. Not worth
1: it! <laughs> As you're finishing. are so like,
0: okay, well, now all of a sudden this is like, okay. I'm getting a look at what I'm looking at. You As know.
1: Mark Marin says, you're done, but the party's still going. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like, the video's still playing. I
0: always think it's really funny that in the videos, you have to click the word done to get out of, sometimes you have to click the word done to get out of the video.
1: Oh really? Yeah, oh, I I was, that,
0: that was really funny. That's like, really funny. Done. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: but I do think I ha- I know I have the thing of being like I don't want to trouble you. I I mean this is really vulnerable and here we go. But like uh, being like I,
1: I like I can take care of this so quickly. Oh Val, I have that exact. <laughs> Why? complicated mm-hmm. so my hyper practical literal side is like i am horny okay what are the chances that val is also horny yeah. we're also looking at at least 20 minutes i, I don't mean of of sex per se i'm I make your joke here of yeah. 90 seconds of sex but i'm just <laughs> saying like you're looking at some wind up and and there's there's that voice in me too that's just like and this is, this is what I've really been dealing with lately, is my core negative belief, as we've covered on this podcast many times, is people aren't safe. Mm-hmm. So masturbation comes up a lot for me when I'm talking about these things, because everything I'm doing to a certain extent is masturbation mm. when I'm isolating and withdrawing mm. and breaking off of relationship. Mm. Not just with, with you, and we have a great relationship, but like I'm talking about like being in relationship, not a relationship. Yeah, I get it. Like being vulnerable... Being giving your life away and receiving other people's lives and, and just being in that flow is a great place to be. And I just learned, and, and there's a, a voice in my brain. Like Kathy Bates in Misery, mm-hmm. that's like, let me keep you in the house. Mm. And, I, and I know there's maternal images. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm doing that to myself. Yeah, I'm breaking my own feet mm. to keep me in the bed because it believes that people aren't safe. Mm-hmm. And this brings us to the other thing. Were you done with your sex thing?
0: Mm, yeah, sure. No. <laughs> I think so. Keep going.
1: Okay. Well, hopefully we can tie that up if if there was anything you forgot mm. but the the technique and i got a real glimpse of my brain this past week and i saw it like a thief and a liar mm-hmm. breaking into my brain and i saw what it does like i caught it mm-hmm. like i turned the lights on while it was doing it mm. and what and there's there's a way that this serves me sometimes i'm very good at roasting people i think i'm i'm good at comedy these types of, like judgment can serve me. But here here's the real the pickle nickel. Is like there's something that I'm gonna call not me, even though it is me, in my brain, Kathy Bates in Misery, that believes that it's protecting me by keeping me away from people. Yeah. So it does it uses the skill set available to it, which is judgment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but more than judgment belittling judgment. Mm-hmm. And it does it to everybody. So this is what I can't get over. Everybody in my life starts with an A. It's like a class yeah. that you start with an A. Yeah. And then you slowly, and this is a line in There Will Be Blood, piece by piece, build your case against me. Mm-hmm. It's, and that's, that's what he was doing, too. It's like you start liking a person and then slowly you just degrade them.
2: Yeah. And
1: he also believed that people weren't safe and that it was best to be alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the idea was... Sorry. sorry
0: I'm sorry. I'm it's just- okay. Uh, no, ironically, I'm turning my Apollo on to clear and focus. Hilarious! So I
1: can, and I'm distracted. No, moments it's okay. I, I thought I'm not going to forget what I was saying. I thought maybe there was something with Lee or something. No,
0: okay, I'm done.
1: Val just had to turn her Apollo on with her phone. <laughs> uh, ApolloNero.com/slash/weird. <laughs> um, okay, so everybody starts with an A, but then the the voice in me that's like people aren't safe will chip away chip away at them and i really 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 got a good look at this if there's something negative on the list that negative thing like a bomb explodes and blows up 25 like no kidding 25 good things Mm -hmm. so there's 25 things i like about a person Mm -hmm. and then i go they don't really they're not they don't listen to me or something Mm -hmm. that hurts my feelings or um they're they're volatile they're angry Mm -hmm. um they're mean I saw them be mean. That will eradicate 25 good things. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the Velcro, Teflon thing. Good things are like Teflon. They can slip right off. Bad things are like Velcro. They, no problem remembering a bad comment or a mean word. That's just how our brains work for some reason. Mm-hmm. So, all, So catching my brain in the act of what I do with your friends... That's the, that's whatever. I don't want to give the examples, but like, I'll, I'll turn them into caricatures of themselves. Yeah. Then I do it with my, my own friends. Mm -hmm. I'll go like, that's the doofus. That's the meanie. That's the asshole. That's the smart guy. That's the snob. Like I just turn them into characters so that I can then dismiss them. Mm -hmm. My brain's like, why do you want to hang out with the dumb one? Mm -hmm. As if that's all they are. Right. But that thing that I was like, they're dumb, destroyed the 25 good things that I liked about them. Yeah. So what I've been doing, and lately, later you told me this was loving kindness, was after my gratitude list in the morning, I'll can just... I, yes?
0: Can I just add one thing before you get into that? Yeah. Because I think I just... We talked about this, but it's becoming so clear that it it really makes clear a lot of... Clear and
1: focused?
2: <laughs>
0: yes. Clear and focused. Um That it makes it just makes so much sense to just love that protector part of you for a second that it's like, everybody starts out with an a because they naturally are already at arm's length because you don't know them very well Mm -hmm. and they don't know you very well. Mm -hmm. And you're still at the stage where you have this kind of transactional uh, relationship where you can achieve at impressing them or, you know, delighting them, maybe. You know, like, you're like, there still is a little bit of a performance happening, mm-hmm. which you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this because I have similarities. And then as they get closer, you're chipping away because they are getting closer to to knowing you.
1: That's r- absolutely right. So
0: it's to keep them at arm's length again. And this is something I know I already said to you, but I, I it really helps me understand it, too. You use the word belittling, which just means making them littler.
1: And manageable.
0: Because there's yeah, there's their complexities are scary because your complexities are scary, and maybe your parents' complexities were scary. And so to instead of dealing with the whole complexities of this person is mean sometimes, and also the most generous loving person sometimes, and you know, Uh, And sometimes boring and, you know, just like all of us, seeing a whole person and receiving a whole person into your life feels so scary and unpredictable and our own complexities feel so scary and unpredictable and life's own complexities feel scary and unpredictable Mm -hmm. can, um, then it's just a way of like manageable, managing, making it manageable in like a bite-sized one word, like do That's this. Right. Maybe, and
1: you know. I'm not trying to scapegoat. I saw that modeled to me in my family. Yeah. He's a stiff. Mm. He's a bore. Mm-hmm. He's a blowhard, whatever it would be. And that kept them safe. And you and I, both of our fathers love strangers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I don't know how your dad is, but my dad doesn't have a ton of like close friendships or anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's general. I don't know. Mm -hmm. i'd have to ask him he it's i don't know um i know i struggle with that yeah and i think it's because i would start doing that and it's because the voice was like you're getting i noticed this pattern by the way after a particularly heart opening hang Mm -hmm. with a new guy friend Mm -hmm. and i was like it was really emotional and then that night i was like I don't know about that. That's when I turned the lights on, mm. on this process. Mm. And that's what brought me to what I call, after the gratitude list, I do the love list. I, it's really simple and I it's really making my life better. Mm. That's why I'm telling everybody that's listening. Um, I, you know what I mean? I, I guess I want to be clear that I'm not like, look at this cool thing or I'm bragging that I that I do this. It's actually helping My life. Mm. I pick a person at random and I just list as many things I love about them as possible. And going back to Velcro Teflon, man, it's like trying to remember a memory from my childhood sometimes.
2: Mm.
1: Like, I don't mind to say, by the way, I don't do it with people I have a problem with. I just pick people at random. Mm -hmm. And I picked Nick Kroll one day. Mm -hmm. And I had to think, I was doing it for quite a while, what do you love about Nick Kroll? Mm. because sometimes I catch myself going like Nick Kroll doesn't like me or mm. or like just like doing that thing Nick Kroll is the guy who he doesn't really like me mm. he's cooler than me he doesn't like me mm. and and that's how I dismiss him
2: mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be
1: friends he's cooler than me he doesn't like me mm-hmm. he's more successful than me he's probably off at some party with Sasha Baron Cohen he doesn't need me <laughs>
2: yeah
1: like but that's a negative thing that I build a wall between me and Nick Kroll mm-hmm. so I sat down and just was like and what I love about doing it is it doesn't have to... It's just for you. Mm-hmm. No one's ever going to see it. Mm-hmm. So it can be just like cool clothes. Like fun <laughs> fun dresser. <laughs> Whenever I see him, he's wearing cool clothes. Like it can be mm-hmm. superficial.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: all Quick to laugh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Fun to dish with. Fun to joke with. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take himself too seriously. Really, really funny. Yeah. Good eye contact. Mm-hmm. Kind eyes. Like really just yeah. not, not bending over backwards. To come up with anything extraordinary that we think you have to love extraordinary things. You can just be like, hugs me when he sees me. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, whenever I see him, is nice. He's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I did like... And then as I was doing it, I was like, oh, there was that one time we had that long chat in my car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't... I didn't remember Nick Kroll ever being in my car. Mm-hmm. That's what, the, that's what the, the boundaries do. They eradicate the memory. And then I was like, and then I was at his house that one time, just me and him. Mm-hmm. When was I at his house? Mm-hmm. I'm saying these memories were gone.
2: Yeah. They
1: were eviscerated, yeah. completely vanished. Because I had made up a snap judgment. In this case, he's cooler than me, more successful than me, doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. So that that's all that was in the Nick Kroll file. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, he's been to our house. Mm. Like, he came by. Mm-hmm. Like, but I had forgotten all that. And, and then at the end, I, I've started to do loving kindness, which is, may he be happy, may he be free, may he be joyful. Mm-hmm. Different, different things. Just like a little prayer to him. Yeah. And then you go around just like the gratitude list, you've gotten the water wheel of love going. Mm. And, and I, I want you to talk a little bit about the joy of loving people, even with their imperfections. Because mm. what I've been doing is if they have imperfections, I just completely fire them mm. from my heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and you're much better at going like, do you remember yeah. what you said about the joy of that?
0: Yeah, I feel like first of all, name drop. Just kidding. Nickroll? <laughs> yeah, I'm totally kidding. I, I thought Nick it was. For tw- like no, years. I thought it was so funny. To you said the like the most beautiful oh, thing, that's really and good. then to just like. Well, my
1: dear it. friend Winston Churchill. He's a great <laughs> smoker.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, No, 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 not at all. Um, name I- drop. <laughs> I. Um, yeah, I mean I haven't always been perfect at this either. I I will admit that but I you're have, very good at it. I have in the past and it, and it you know if I'm like not in a very safe self-lovey place, I can sometimes get to a point where certainly every t- time when I meet a new friend, it's an A++ plus like I'm obsessed with them and I love finding out everything. I feel like I'm really good at instantly being like seeing what's special about them and what is lovable about them. And I will love them so hard. And, and then I will notice their patterns, notice their flaws. And then sometimes if they can't see what I am seeing as their pattern, so it's not even necessarily what, like that's a, there's a claim in there that I know them better than they know themselves. And that's not true. But if they're not seeing what I'm seeing, then I can sometimes start to like hold that against them or be like, but this is what you do. Don't you see you do this? Just say that you do this, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So all of that is to say like, I, am not the, I'm not always the best at it, but I do think I've done a lot of work around it. And, um, and the more, the more that I love myself and all of my complexities
1: the easier it is for me to to love people and their
0: wholeness as well.
1: And you said that to me. The more I can love people despite the the things that I may not love about them, I keep reinforcing what I do love about them, and then that leaves me with a great love for them. Yeah. Then I'm able to do that to myself.
0: Yeah, it goes both, both ways. ways yeah. Whichever way you practice it, it's going to benefit the you know, yourself and others. Um, and also... Oh, by the way,
1: it's also working for Brody.
0: Yeah. People are going
1: to... Not believe that. Yeah. so it's, That's our dog, It's who the, I'm always talking shit about, if it, you're just joining us.
0: <laughs> yes, and I have seen it
1: working for Brody with you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm snuggling him and hugging him and loving him. And-,
0: and the distinction is that we are not just not looking at someone's challenging parts and only looking at what you love about them. You are using, reinforcing what you love about them to then open your arms to all of it, all of their complexity. Mm. So maybe the next step for for you would also be like, okay, this person was mean. What caused that? Their fear. I love your fear. Can I love your fear in this mm. moment? Mm. You know. So then it might be like loving the specific.
1: Because even that fault. helps me relate because I get afraid and mm-hmm. I sometimes get mean or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like another weird, unnatural standard. Like you shouldn't be horny mm-hmm. uh, that I'm imposing on other people. Yeah. And then it's like, it would be better to just be like alone. Yeah. <laughs> then like deal with all of this complexity. Yeah. But it's not,
0: but it's not. Because- and it's, and it's
1: a pretty simple, I don't want to call it a fix, but it's a great practical practice to mm-hmm. just be like, pick a person or a dog mm-hmm. and write out what you love about them. And, and I'm shocked. Yeah. And how many things I've forgotten. Yeah. And I had a great moment with one of your friends at Lila's party, just gave her the biggest hug and I really meant it. Yeah. And it was almost like, I didn't say it, but I was like, I, I had limited you
2: mm. as
1: this ver- this person in Val's friend group and, and that's what they are.
2: Yeah. And I, was
1: just, I just saw... That this is what we're talking about. It's not a belief. Yeah. It's how I see the world. Yeah. It's like a perspective what, shift. How that and that's conversion. Yeah. It's change is the first word. It's, that's what repent means. Change. Yeah. Like change the way you see reality.
2: Mm-hmm. And this
1: is what we're talking about. Yeah. Because you're just seeing. Otherwise, you're just seeing madness. You're seeing projections. You're seeing defense mechanisms. You're seeing. You're imposing patterns on other people like you and i love talking about how you see a tangled up rope in the jungle you think it's a snake that's Mm -hmm. just what the brain does Mm
2: -hmm. and if
1: we're not careful that's all the brain does Mm -hmm. is you go like well he had a mustache and one time somebody with a mustache was mean to me so that guy's mean so we're we're not just looking for like a promise of heaven we're looking for a better heaven now yeah because you can see more clearly Mm -hmm. What what do you got
0: uh, well, two points. One is I. The other, to finish the idea of of how you see other people's faults. Uh, I think what I told you about it is that I, when I'm at my best and I'm seeing this side, you know, like a, like this friend is neurotic or whatever it is, I can see it as like I'm being allowed in. They're letting me see all the parts of them. Mm-hmm. And, and that is establishing ground
1: where I'm then safe to show them all the parts of me. See, when you say that, it makes so much sense. I mean, and I, I'm just now learning how to maybe do that. I
0: am kind of too. <laughs> I'm, it's easier for me to see other people's faults and be there for them because I receive love when I am like a confidant. So I actually really love when somebody shows me all their like, you know, warts and farts and stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, but I'm only now being able to slowly start showing those people my fault or, you know, my, my feelings as I'm having them. I just had a experience where I was really upset, like really angry and I'm very uncomfortable with my own anger. And I wasn't able to show my anger towards the person that I was angry with, but it was progress because in, I was able to show it to another friend yeah. as I was feeling it, which is just so rare. I usually let I'd like hide, like go and feel my feelings alone and then report back like, wow, I was really angry, but I worked through it. But like, I was crying as I was feeling it and I was Mm. telling her and she was so great and so loving. And I remember I like got out of the car, you know, I was like, thank you. And I, and I did the thing where I kept saying, sorry. And I was like, look at me, I'm saying sorry for my feelings. And I know Mm. I don't believe that, Mm. but it was so vulnerable. You want to be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm showing you this ugliness, Mm. you know? Mm. And she was such a good friend and, and you know, like we talked through it and stuff. And then by the end of it, I wanted to say what helped me be able to do it is that she has shown me her vulnerability over the years countless times. And I actually went back to that as I was like, oh my God, I'm showing her so much of me right now. I remembered the times that she did that you know, to me and I was there yeah, for her yeah. and it made me feel safe. It was established like we can do this. Well, and then as I got out of the car and was going up to the house, she was, she was just yelled out the window. You're a good person. <laughs> it was wow. so sweet. Um, and it just, it does, you know, I had a vulnerability hangover, but it does feel so good to be like, I'm allowed here in, right. in my wholeness. I'm allowed in.
1: And that night I, in the old way, meaning a couple of weeks ago, I would have been like that person's uh, whatever yeah. dismissive thing here so that I could blow up the bridge and not have to face that person because they've now become a record, a living record of something that I'd rather forget about myself.
2: Mm, so, wow. Now, when
1: I see them, they know this about me. And this goes back to why our dads love strangers and frankly, well, why I love strangers. Mm. It's like we don't have to. Yeah. You don't have anything on me and I don't have anything on you. We can just be silly and funny and friends, Yeah, but it's not the, it's not the depths. It's not the depths.
0: It's not the depths. I want the depths. You want the depths. It's so worth it. And that's the other thing I said to you was I'm so excited for you to experience like the harvest of all of these seeds planted. Like mm. when you can have intimate friendships and allow people to see you and, 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 be seen, and you are experiencing this. It's not like you've never experienced that, but like the abundance that comes. There's a reason why on my puja table next to like Ananda Mayama is just a picture of all of my friends mm. because I get so much juice from yeah. being like, I've got a tribe, I hate to use that word, but like I've got a pack of people that will that will love and support me in all of my wholeness all the time. And well, that's just, the other... like feels so safe. It's like insulation when you walk into the around the world.
1: I love that. I'm so happy for you. I've noticed again, it's only been a couple of weeks, but that means there's like 14, 15 names on my list mm. and I'm doing it in a note app where like there's a category and then everybody, everybody has their own full like file. And they under the cap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Meaning I can now see all these names mm. and I can touch any name and then I see the list. And then when you do that long enough, you're like, look at all the people I love.
2: Yeah. Not
1: all the people who love me. Yeah. It's not like going to change. There's still mm. things in my life where I'm like, you know, we've talked about how I've sort of trained a lot of the people in my life not to bother me, not to text me, not to ask to hang out or whatever it is. Because mm. I always seem busy and I uh, often am feeling busy and too busy to hang out. But like right now, just in the early stage, I go, look at all the people I love.
2: Mm. Look
1: at, and that's love yes. in my life.
0: That's right. I love them. That's right. And that's the point of, and uh, if they
1: love me, that's their problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what, what, what does that have to do with me? Yeah. I mean, I, I think maybe they do, but I love them.
0: Right. And you have, so then your heart is open to love and then your heart is, Loving And, and like the
1: gratitude thing, you just go around finding other things you love. the
0: love and everything. And that really is the practice of loving kindness. That's why I was saying, what you're doing is loving kindness, even if it's not these phrases that we use, because the phrases don't matter. The practice is every day, I'm going to sit down and and try to open my heart. And if I can't open my heart, I'm going to invite tenderness into my closed heart in that moment. And Mm. that's kind of
1: a sneaky little heart opening, you know, and we need sneakies. Yeah. It's being sneaky. That's why I was like, I saw it. It was, I I use the word aunt, um, because it felt like a family person, Mm. but it was a thief. It Mm. was, they were dressed up and they're coming in the window.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was a real, not to scare anybody, but it's just like a real, like, it's okay. Let me do my thing. Like people shredding paperwork at Enron. Mm. It was like, "Let I'm just going to shred these. Yeah. And it's all going to be better. Yeah. Let, let us make it go away. Like weird lawyers with shifty practices. Mm. and But what I do, my complicitness in that is I know what they're there to do. And I, to continue the metaphor, I look the other way. Mm-hmm. While I know they're shredding good stuff. Mm. To, and they think they're protecting me. Mm-hmm. And that's all well and good. That's recognizing the problem. And it was just such a great thing. And a friend of mine recommended the gratitude list to me. And he was like, that really changes your brain's chemistry. And then I was like, so basically it's another way of saying doing doing people gratitude, you know, and specific reasons why you're loving towards people. Anyway, I was really excited to share that.
0: I love that. And the last thing I wanted to tell you is I saw that. Hug at the birthday party. You did? Where you hug. Yeah, I just like, I, did, I was far, I was in the living room, but I like saw it happen. It was a good one. And was like, oh, and then I, this is truly what I thought in that moment.
1: And you, I, can I say, go yeah, ahead, what no, did you think about? No, no, go ahead. She didn't think it was weird. It's just another thing to love about her.
0: Yeah, I know, because she's just you know always I mean? open. She she's happens dope? to be the same friend that told me I was a good person. That's and right. My- she's
1: incredibly open. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I tried to have a hug like that with somebody else at the party Mm -hmm. meaning a hug where you hug and you go (sighs) you just sort of breathe them in like a Mm -hmm. good hug yeah and uh, it did not work with your dad. I mean,
0: <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> well, edit that out. I mean, that takes vulnerability, and it's not always people don't always yes, want to be. Yes. By the
1: way, that is his right yeah. to not feel like doing a heavy hug with me. Yeah. But, but to Melissa, her credit,
0: Melissa only ever. This is Melissa, Melissa. She only ever hugs me that way. We hug each other, and it's a thing. And
1: I was and robbing bring- myself of that.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um. But she no. So I the saw you hugging you her, was... and the first thing I thought was, because I know I was like, my boy is opening You're opening your heart to people. This is your new practice. And m- me and Leela get to be the two people on the planet that you have just, like, allowed the fire hose of love to just completely flow without ever being cut off, just uninhibited. And so as somebody who gets to experience your Uninhibited love that way, (laughs) uninhibited love trademark. Um, I I'm like I'm like oh wait a minute, the world has no idea what's coming. Like you, if you're gonna open your heart to all of these people, they get to experience that. Like whoa,
1: Mm. get ready,
0: buckle
2: up.
1: Thank you, Mama. (laughs) You know it's funny. You made me realize that when I'm in that place, people talk about like a feeling of coming home when they're meditating or psychedelics or whatever it might be. And when I can get in a loving place, I recognize, uh, right. that, that, that feels like a return to who I was as a child.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Not in a naive way, but just in like, Oh, this is really me. Mm-hmm. And that all of those things that I, again, I'm not scapegoating or blaming. I'm just saying I learned. And if I'm being honest, I'm glad I did how to be a contender yeah. in the world. A contender. Like, a contender. <laughs> how to, like, fight the world and and, and engage with the world. Like, mm. figure out the world, protect yourself from the world and and infiltrate the world and, and impose your will and your dreams on the world. Yeah. And then there's this part of me that has no interest in any of that and just wants a hug. Yeah. And it's really, really sweet to talk this way we've been talking about the enneagram i think i'm a three which is the achiever and lately i've uh, been thinking maybe i am a seven who learned how to be a three you said that
2: mm-hmm. and
1: i think that might be true because yes. when i think about being a kid i i, I was very excited about mm-hmm. everything and everybody
2: i
0: think that's a sign that's always a sign i i know exactly that feeling um, of like returning back to your child self. And I think that's always a sign that you're on the right track. That's right. And, and I mean, returning back to your child self in, in the like pure good ways. It's like you're, cause we can return back to our child selves in like the fearful, scared ways too. And it's actually through nurturing that, that we're able to excavate the like magic pieces of our childhood and reclaim them it's like returning back to the garden it is
2: Um,
0: yeah which i think and and that's part of a of even trauma healing is an eventual sort of reclaiming of innocence and like you said that doesn't mean uh naivete but it's
1: the pate of feeling. Yeah.
0: Do you say, do you say naive, naive? naive. There's no other way to There's say it. No, I wish there was.
1: Naivete? Naivete?
0: Naivete? Uh, na- Naivete. Yeah. Naivete. Um, and of course the innocence will be different, but you're like reclaiming the parts of you that can just like dance in the sunlight
1: <laughs> you know oh my god yes um i'm well, saying everything that. all good spiritual work in my opinion feels like a homecoming
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a return to your source your true self your connection to the divine and all good psychological work is a return to like pre-wound you
2: yeah like
1: pre-wall you yeah and what i'm sorry to keep kind of in conclusioning you guys, but Mm -hmm. like in conclusion, it would be one thing to be like, I recognize this pattern and it's because I don't think people are safe. And what I'm really excited about this week is to say, thanks to some good friends. There are these little simple ways of rewiring your brain and, and getting yourself in in the morning in a mode to look out for love Mm -hmm. and you, you're doing it. For you, it, 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 you'd think you'd be doing it for the other people. They'll be the beneficiaries of my love. But really, I just go, I now am walking around just being like, I love a lot of people. Yeah. There's a there's a quote in one of Richard's books. It's a, It says, to be a saint is to love many things. and mm. And he lists, he goes, that's a tree, a person, a dog. He lists a dog. Mm. And that's why I was like, none of this is trying to fake it till I make it. I'm not, I am uninterested, actively uninterested Mm. in being a phony baloney and being like, hey,
2: buddy, I love my dog now. Yes.
1: That fucking sucks and I hate it. And Mm. I'd rather hate my dog than pretend to love my dog. Sure. But when I take the time and I go to the Brody file more often than any other
2: Mm. and just
1: go... He's so eager to please me. I could read you from the Brody file. Mm. He's so eager to please. He's so soft. He's mm. he's so snuggly. He's so good with Leela. Mm. I never have to worry. He's not a bolter. Mm. He doesn't run away. Yeah. He asks so little of me. He's so yeah. low maintenance. He only wants to cuddle. He's like the inside of a slipper. His kind eyes, his happy face. Like, you literally start to see mm. how I look at him Physically change.
2: Yeah, I used
1: to look at him and he looked like a skull to me. Mm. He looked like a skull you'd see in the desert.
2: Wow. you know, like a dead
1: animal skull, just like a wow. reminder of mortality. I know. I had a weird. I have a complicated relationship with the dog. Mm. And now when I see him, like you see him, I go, yeah. "Did Jim Henson make you?"
0: <laughs> He's a muppet. And
1: when he barks, which I still am not crazy about, <laughs> if Leela's either. sleeping, I go. I'll go the other way, and I'll be like, good, you're trying to protect the pack. Yeah. You're letting me know. Yeah. Instead of going like, boy, if you saw the negative bombs that I had dropped on Brody, Mm. he's the gift that keeps on shitting, I would say, every time I picked (laughs) up his poop. It's funny, but it's like, Pete, if you pooped on the lawn, the whole thing would be brown by the end of the day. (laughs) Like, why are you doing this to him? Using any, it's like a toxic mm-hmm. old marriage. Mm-hmm. Anything they do, mm-hmm. I hate the way they brush their teeth. I hate the way they smack their lips after they drink. I hate the yeah. way they hold their keys. Like you're just building this case, and you can you can interrupt that pattern yeah. in a really simple way. Yeah. And before you know it, before I knew it, I was loving Brody. Yeah. He can be losing his mind barking. Yeah, and I'm way calm. I'll pet him. Now. He mm-hmm. used to kind of hold his mouth shut very gently, but I just hold it shut a little bit. Very gently. Nobody got upset about that. Yeah. Just in that way he'd still be barking, but it would be telling him, Come on, please, please stop. Didn't work. Yeah. Now I'm just petting him. Yeah. Scratching him, going, I know, I know. And yeah. and like He's such a good boy. If he's like garbling is where his nuts used to be. And I just go, if I just snap my fingers, he stops. Yeah. You know what that's called? <laughs> a good boy. He's a good boy. He wants to please so badly. Yeah.
0: The one time he did run away, he just waited on the port or on the steps. Yeah. In front of our gate for us. <laughs> that's right. What he, a good boy. He is a good boy. And he, like whatever you practice grows. So if you're practicing he's the gift who that keeps on shitting, that's right. He's the negative, then you're you're just cultivating hate. And if and I remember telling you this, not like I already told you this, but and you received it, but I told you at one point it's like you love Brody and that's the love. You don't wait for Brody to like love you or to just what like you, what you get out of a dog is you love that dog. And then that's the love in your life. That's you right. have the love.
1: And I would go, he just wants my food. That's ridiculous. He doesn't <laughs> love me. He just wants my food. And it's like, which wolf survives? The one you feed. Yeah. And I was just feeding. Yeah. I liked the angry one. Cause he was the one that like closed deals and motivated me to work. And, but it was just a sloppy Strategy can't well, we can't we have two wolves?
0: <laughs> yeah, and also I would say, Brody, it's again like the more you love s- someone else and their com- and all of their wholeness, the more you're able to love yourself and your wholeness, and vice versa. But with Brody, Brody is such an embodiment of the human mind to me. Like it's just barking, and no one's at the door, and you're like, why are we? That's right. Pulling and, out all of, like, and why and do we have a siren happening? Yeah. yeah. And so for me too, because I get upset when Brody barks, if I can instantly just change my tone to, instead of being like, Brody, stop it, to being like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. No one's here. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Like I, that's helping me change the language to my own brain, which is like where I want to go, like, stop. You're the You're obstacle. right.
1: I, when my b- brain is barking, I'm, that's, I've am That's. i heard Richard Rourke say this. He goes, mm. don't you know people that hate their dogs hate themselves? Don't you know mm, that?
2: Wow. And I was like,
1: oh, yikes. Yeah. So he's barking at nothing. My brain is overreacting at nothing. Yeah. I'm mean to him, just in the tone of my voice. I'm mean to me. Yeah. And now I'm being kind to him, and I'm finding it easier to be kind to myself. Yeah. It's really, it's funstuff.com.
0: Um, okay, I have this Rumi quote, but I also a poem? have a, I, it, I mean it's Rumi, so I, it is kind of a poem, but I also have another poem that I'm excited to read. So
1: Okay, so this is not the poem.
0: So this is not the poem. This is just a quick quote that does really apply to what we've been talking about, I think. Great. Um, okay, it says, "Love is without reason. Rationality is like a cane. Judgment needs a cane because it is blind. When love arrives thought dies in its shadow love is the sunrise while thought is only a flashlight
1: I love that yeah thank you mama
0: you're welcome and also you hear this poem this is the poem but okay. buckle up here's the music this is this is about a dad and a daughter so you're really in for it <laughs> <laughs> it's called first lesson by Philip Booth I'm just going to make sure that this is the whole thing (laughs) sorry I feel like there might be a part that's okay lie back daughter let your head be tipped back in the cup of my hand gently I will hold you spread your arms wide Lie out on the stream and look high at the gulls. A dead man's float is face down. You will dive and swim soon enough where this tidewater ebbs to the sea. Daughter, believe me, when you tire on the long thrash to your island, lie up and survive. As you float now where I held you, and let go remember when fear cramps your heart what i told you lie gently and wide to the light year stars lie back and let and the sea will hold you well
1: <laughs> one of the best
0: yeah it's a good one
1: Thank you, Valerie. I really enjoyed this.
0: Mm, me too. This is a this is fun.
1: Get real. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks, everybody. Keep, Keep
2: it crispy, motherfucker.